and comparison is the thief of joy. And I really remind myself every day, it's not about them. It's not about that. It's about where God has me and what I am doing. Hi, everyone. I'm Annika, and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. back to another episode of the Tried and True Podcast. So glad that you're here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I want to kick off today's conversation with a question. When you experience joy or trials, setbacks, hope, heartache, how do you view those things in your life? Today's guest is inviting us into a beautiful challenge today um, to see these things as brushstrokes on our life's canvas, things that bring texture and explosions of color, like she says, and so much to the richness and beauty of our stories. Can't wait for you to take a listen to today's conversation with Anne Nielsen. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. So glad you're here. And we just chatted a little bit before this call that we are both recording this from not our home. We're both in Nashville today. How fun is this? <laughs> it's so fun. Oh my gosh. It's so good to be here. I wish we were in person, but we can do this, you know, screen to screen is just as good. <laughs> just down the street, not we in our hometowns. Yes. What a small world. Well, thank you for being here. Tell us a little bit about you and your work and what you're up to these days. What's life like for you these days? Oh, gosh. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, it's such an honor and a blessing, uh, especially on today. Um, but what am I up to? I'm getting ready to release <laughs> yet another book. Um, this one's a little different. It is my memoir, uh, The Brushstrokes of Life. And um, it just kind of takes you through the journey, my journey, um, as a little girl who had such a desire to be an artist. And um, it walks you through. My parents were divorced when I was five. And so it was kind of a rocky childhood. Um, I had an incredible experience with Jesus when I was eight years old. And I knew that he was real. And um, and that was a huge anchor in my life. But my, you know, my walk with him was sometimes I kept him at arm's length. Um, so this book just kind of talks about my journey. And as a 10th grader, I made a T D minus in 10th grade art. And, you know, here. Oh, this is a fabulous part of the story. <laughs> my dreams were dashed. I thought, you know, my parents said, no, you shouldn't be an artist. You'll be a starving artist. So the nose kind of, you know, clouded my dream. And so um, here I am, I'm, I'm getting ready to just put it out there to the world, my, my memoir and my life. And God has clearly um, shown up and all the parts and the, um, the, the rock bottom, rocky, messy parts, as well as the mountaintop, exciting, you know, glorifying part. So it's been, it's been quite a journey. That's amazing. Okay. So writing your own story, how does it feel to go through that process of putting your life out on paper and out in the world? It's a little raw. I mean, I, um, yeah. but I want to read, this is so, there's a great book um, by uh, Russ Ramsey. It's called Rembrandt is in the wind. Uh, learning to love art through the eyes of faith. And I want to read this quote because this is, you know, when you're writing your story, you don't want to gloss over, you know, the hard parts. You really want to be transparent so that others could find healing in the midst of their messy parts. But 
Um, this is the quote from Russ Ramsey. Is it hard to render an honest self-portrait? Oh, let me back up. Let's say that again. It is hard to render an honest self-portrait if we want to conceal what is unattractive and hide what is broken. We want to appear beautiful, but when we do this, we hide what needs redemption, what we, tr what we trust Christ to redeem, and everything redeemed by Christ becomes beautiful. And I oh, just love, so good. love that. And so it was very raw and very transparent with um, just the trials and the tribulations, the joys, the triumphs. Um, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful story. And it's also, you know, it, it invites the reader to discover how God brings beauty and purpose to their own story. Um, when I started this process, I was cleaning out all the books in my, in my den and I had a ton, some I didn't even crack open. And so I was cleaning out these books and I'm just arguing with God, like, why am I writing a story and who in the world is going to read my story? And I just heard that whisper, you know, we all have a story. We don't all have to write our story but we all have a story. And when we share, it just, it connects us with other people and it just brings healing and purpose to their lives. So hopefully that is what this will do, this new book. Oh, that's so, so good. Okay. One of the things that I want to talk a little bit about that you share in your book, and I wrote it in quotes here on my little notes, because I thought it was so good. Just this idea of our life being a blank canvas you say it's clean and fresh and ready to find texture in our experience. Yes. I absolutely love that. So for anyone who's listening, I would just love for you to kind of unpack just like you're talking about, like, how does that play into each one of our lives is that we are just this blank canvas adding texture through these experiences that we have. Well, I do. I mean, I do think that we, you know, come into this world as a blank canvas and then we you know, life comes at us, um, whether it's good, whether it's bad. And I, um, I, I have this that I put on every painting that goes out of my gallery, but, uh, or every painting that's my painting, but, um, and especially the angel series, but um, the angel series began on a piece of paper as sketches reflecting my faith and evolved onto the canvas as ethereal abstract being sculpted out of oil paint. Much like our lives, which start out as a blank canvas, we face trials and tribulations on the journey of life. Through these experiences, whether joyful or difficult, God adds color and texture. Mm. And so I think if you think about, um, there was one artist that I just loved and is, you, you would watch him paint. And if you looked at the painting up close, it looked like a, a mess. I mean, nothing made sense. But as you step back, you saw this painting come into, you know, this beautiful landscape with an incredible sunrise and you've got to see that painting come into be. So with all the, the stuff, the mess, the, you know, things that come into our lives, I believe that God can take that and create such a beautiful message out of that. And so, um, he is the master artist. I do believe that, you know, whether it's good, bad, trials, heartache, you know, triumphs, he takes all that and he creates this masterpiece in each one of us. 
That's so good. I love that visual of just where you said kind of stepping back this, what looks like nothingness, just messiness. And you step back and you get perspective. And I think as humans, right, we are in the thick of it. We are in these seasons, we are in these challenges and we are, we can't see perspective. And it's that just take a deep breath, take a step back and just trust, trust. Because there's and more to the picture than we can see. We're we're zoomed in. <laughs> exactly. And that is, you know, we, we've got to, I think the word for me over the, ne- the past couple of months is be still. Be mm. still in the moment. Because I had no idea that 20 years ago when I painted my first angel and sent a picture to my si- sister and she's like, I think you found your voice. It was a hobby, a hobby. And I had no idea that God would take that hobby and that dream as, you know, that I had as a little girl and would create such an incredible business. And so there are days that I'm like, life is swirling, business is swirling, people are quitting, you know, having to deal with, you know, just issues. And I have to be still and refocus my eyes on him, the master artist, the master creator. And when I can surrender and truly trust him and step back. I see what he is doing. And it's immeasurably more than I could ever ask or imagine. Um, but truly just to be in that moment and be still and know that he is creating, even though we can't see, we see mess, but he'll take that mess and he'll create a message. That's such a good reminder too. I want to talk a little bit about how you went from your sister saying, I think you found your, I think you found your voice. I think you find your place. How did you go from that hobby place to a business place when you have that voice of the D minus coming in say, and your voice of your parents saying, you're not going to be an artist, but all of a sudden you feel like you've had a moment where I think this could be something. Well, I, I need to really back up because I, um, you know, I wasn't the greatest student. I think I doodled my way through all of my classes, really didn't pay attention. Love it. I was doodling more um, and um, flunked out of college. And uh, yes, I did. I, I found some paperwork and a letter from my dad that, you know, he pulled me out of college because my grades were not sufficient. Um, it took me about eight years and I I kind of went through this time of wandering in the wilderness. And we talk about mm. that in the book. But I um, came back, I did graduate from college, finally, with an elementary education degree. I love children. So, um, you know, I knew I wanted to be an artist. I knew I wanted to be a mom and a wife, of a, you know, anyway, I wanted to be a mom of a lot of kids and a wife. It's only one man. <laughs> um, so started teaching school and that's when that creativity and you know the it started bubbling up and I started a hand-painted pottery business I taught school for one year and then started this business so I had this pottery business that kind of took off um in my kind of late 20s and then I met my husband we had four children and I kind of put that dream on hold and I love what you said you know put your family first and you know that comes first and that my heart was just aching to create when I had little kids running around. And I went to a friend's art show and I'll never forget this. I came home, I was sobbing because I wanted to paint and create. And my husband said, honey, there will be a time for that. But now is a time to be with your children. 
And that was so wise and so profound because they, in a blink of an eye, they're grown and I have four adult children now. Um, so anyway, we built a house and um, I had a little studio off my um, kitchen. So when they were off at school, that's when I started dabbling in oil paint. Mm. And that's when the creativity, you know, came back to life. And that's when I um, started, it was a hobby. Um, I started painting, not just um, angels, but I was painting figures and still lives and landscapes. And I wanted to paint something that reflected my faith. Not that I'm an angel. I'm not an angel. Far from. <laughs> um, but I experimented with color and texture and this angel kind of evolved onto the canvas. And that's the one that I sent to my sister. And that's when she said, you found your voice. And that's when I thought, okay, this is just going to be my outlet of creativity. I would put my praise music on every day. I would go into my studio and that was my time of worship, just allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out of me and onto that blank canvas. And so it's, it was, it was a fun uh, time of creating, uh, selling my works at my kitchen table. And, um, and also let me back up. My heart wanted to, you know, it wanted to serve. I wanted to give back. So every time we had a show, I would always, you know, pick an organization and give back. And it just, it evolved into where it is today. Um, only by God's grace. It's incredible how one step at a time, one piece at a time. And I think sometimes it's so hard for us to see when all we're seeing is, you know, you walking into an art show and you just see a piece and your heart comes alive and you start crying. You just see that moment But to say, this is actually not the end of a dream. This is the beginning. This is my heart being stirred for that next thing that just step by step by step, like there's so much work happening underneath it all behind it all that is preparing you for it all and just to be able to see where that has taken you now as you know so many things now you have the books and your art and you write and you speak and just so many different elements that your business has evolved to I would love to just hear a lesson that you have learned in this journey now when you fast forward to see where you were and where you are as you look back if you had somebody saying, what do you wish you would have just known sooner? What would you share? Gosh, well, a couple of things. One is just to um, drown out the doubts and the naysayers in your life. Um, people who say, oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, you're not worthy to, you know, drown out that. And my thing is truly knowing that um, we are fearfully and wonderfully made that God has a purpose and a plan for our life. And that plan is to give us hope and a future and to really cling to his truth and not listen to the world's truth. Um, that's the one thing. Um, and to surrender. I knew that I wanted to be an artist when I was a little girl. Um, it was not a straight path, um, but every time I would have to just surrender, um, surrender what was in my hand, give it back to God. And in his timing, he would equip, he would provide, he would show me the way in which I'm to go. Um, and then another thing is stay true to, you know, who I am. I um, love it because when I do paint, you know, my painting days get really, really squelched, especially now as I'm launching a book and, you know, 
owning and running an art gallery that's not my work. We represent 60 artists all over the world. And I did that because, you know, we wanted to be a lighthouse using art to give back. And we partner with different organizations, not only in our community, but beyond. Um, but stay true to, you know, what God has called you to do and what he, you know, the purpose and plan for your life. And a quick comment is my husband on days that I do paint and um, I'll come home and he'll look at me and he'll be like, wow, I can tell you've been painting today. I think my mood so and my demeanor is a little bit nicer and a little bit more, have a, I have a little bit more compassion. Um, but that's again, my time of worship. And you, you can tell the fruits of the spirits come flooding through. Yeah. And just this idea of giving back in so many ways, that's giving back to your husband. Yeah. When you have done the things that you are created to do, you've created, you've painted, you've allowed these gifts to come out, right? You're, you're giving back to yeah. your spouse and like thinking about how do you do that with an art studio saying, okay, how can I make this even bigger and give back in even bigger ways all the way from the beginning, just constantly finding ways internally and externally to give back to the people closest to you and people you really never met yeah. to yeah. find those opportunities is such a cool, such a cool image. Oh, it's been, it's been a blessing. And I, I will have to, um, it was 20 years ago. Well, probably 19 years ago. Um, I was at a shelter in Charlotte and I was in the kitchen preparing physical food for these 300 plus homeless people. They were in the gym and there was a, a pastor and some music going on and kind of a revival and they were receiving the spiritual food. And these people who had no shoes, you know, rags and, you know, just, they had sleeping under bridges. They were worshiping God as if they had everything. And that day, I mean, it truly moved my heart in such a powerful way. I got in my brand new suburban, heading home to my brand new big house where I was painting. And I was just crying out to the Lord, you know, physically sobbing. How am I going to do all this? How, how am I going to be a great wife? How am I going to be a, a, a great mom and not forget to pick up my children and call, call carpool line? Um, but, and my passion and my heart was to paint, um, and how am I going to serve? I wanted to serve my community and I wanted to do it all well. And as I was driving home, I heard, um, the still small whisper, paint and give back. And I got home that day. We had those answer machines that you had to rewind back in the day. Yes. And a lady was, um, you're too young to know about those. <laughs> we had one at home though. I remember. Yes, yes. And the tape would get all tangled up if you didn't rewind it correctly. But a lady had been selling my tiny little angels and um, at a gift store. And she called me and left me a message saying, um, a, a customer came in and bought all three of your angel paintings. And that was the day I knew, okay, Lord, let's do this. I'm going to paint and you're going to provide, we will give back to those, you know, who are less fortunate. And that has, that has been, you know, the heartbeat of my why, why I do what I do, the heartbeat of, you know, creating these products to get out to the world, because not everybody can afford an original angel. Um, but we have, you know, incredible products that really minister to people's hearts. When I, um, 
I, I self-published a coffee table book 10 years ago. Um, and that was kind of the start of, um, you know, it's not a hobby anymore. So I self-published this coffee table book. And I, if you don't have one, you're getting one as a care package. I love it. Okay, good. Um, so the coffee table book was Angels in Our Mist. Everybody wanted an angel. So I thought you could just tear out a page, frame it. You got an angel. And there were so many incredible divine appointments, you know, um, stories. Oprah Winfrey called me one night. We're, we're not friends. I mean, we only had a phone conversation. I did do a, a commission for her, but um, there are all these stories. And so I thought everybody could have the stories and everybody can have an angel. So published the book. We got 1500 copies. My husband shows up at my studio, said, oh my gosh, babe, what have you done? How are we going to get rid of all these books? Three weeks later, they were all gone. And um, I had sent one to Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, the Today Show. Everybody's like, why Kathy Lee? I said, well, when I was back doing pottery, I, um, I love watching the show, Regis and Kathy Lee. And plus, she's on the Today Show, Marketing 101. I have a book. So we connect we meet, she holds it up on the, on, you know, her favorite things today show. And I had a lady call me two weeks later and she said, Oh my gosh, I've got to share the story. She said, I um, had, had a four-year-old granddaughter. Um, she passed away two years ago and I have not been able to breathe. I got the book angels in our midst. I read it cover to cover and it's like the floodgates of heaven have opened up and the healing process has begun. And at that moment, this hobby of, you know, wanting to paint and give back shifted to a ministry. And so it's just been this ministry of bringing these angels into people's lives to bring comfort and hope. I always say we don't worship the angels. We worship the God who created the angels for a purpose on this earth to bring comfort, healing, peace, a message. So it's just been this incredible God journey every step of the way. And it's not over. It's not over. That story gives me so many goosebumps, <laughs> so many goosebumps just to see it all unfold. And what I love so much about what you just shared, and I think a lot of people find this struggle and you leaned into it mm -hmm. versus the alternative. And I think sometimes people feel like the only way that I am going to be able to serve is if I leave it all, yeah. I leave it all. You could have said, you know what? I'm going to forget painting. I'm going to come just to serve here every single day. And it's not to say you can't do those things, yes. but I do think that there is this, this pressure that if you pursue your passion, you're giving up an opportunity to serve. And you have found that ability to do both and and said no because of the gifts I have I am able to serve and I will never forget being in college feeling everybody was doing all these really cool I'm gonna go on this trip overseas and this mission trip and this training school and I'm studying business and I felt the weight of oh wow this is there is no way that God's gonna be able to use somebody with a business degree and I will never forget this guy I I much older than me. I didn't know him very well. And he looked back at me and he said, I got to tell you, the business world needs Jesus yeah, so much. Absolutely. So much. And he said, do not feel like you have to go change your major because everybody else has felt this call on their heart to whatever it is to go do teach for America or to go do 
you know, mission work or to go do these things. The business field is a mission field. Go use your gifts there. And it just reminded me of that as you were sharing that when, you know, I think sometimes we feel like I'm just a fill in the blank, but I love it. It's like, no, if you love it, love on people there. Amen. Love on people there. Like the coffee shop needs people to go love on the people that come in, the restaurants, the insurance places, name the place. And it is a place of opportunity in ministry, especially if your heart is there and you love it and you love what you do. Don't feel like you can't be used in that place. I can't. I I love that. And that's so true. We were on a mission trip um, with Samaritan's Feet. Uh, You know, it's an incredible um, organization, but, um, the leader, we were in a small group at night and, um, he said, everybody's got something in your hand, whether you're, you know, an artist or a lawyer, or, you know, what is the tool that God gave you? What is the, the gift? And, you know, you have got to surrender it to him and he'll take that wherever you are, whether you're a stay at home mom, or whether you're a doctor or, a you know, a lawyer or in the business world, He'll take where you are and he will use it um, for his glory and for the kingdom. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so, and my thing that I tell my people, my team um, all the time is we have got to have, we can't clean and we can't control. We have got to let go and we have got to let God. So when we have surrendered hands and a surrendered heart and allow him to step in um, to what we're doing, what we're planning, um, things go so much better than when we kind of take control. I like to say we want to rely on the Holy Spirit and not the hurry up spirit. Um, oh, that's so good. <laughs> I've got to be, I've got to remind myself of that a lot of times. I'm so glad you brought that up though, because I, it was something I wanted to go back to this idea of surrender. And I feel that the word surrender in a lot of our minds has a lot of negative connotations, stressful connotation that goes with that. And two years ago, I kind of had this phrase that I just hung on to. It was just like beautiful surrender. And I wanted to put the two mm-hmm. words together in my life, because I just think that especially as, as women, as moms, as entrepreneurs, right. You just feel like control, yeah. control, control, and hold on yeah. and grip and that grip that we hold on to, whether it's emotions that need to be mm-hmm. processed, healing that needs to happen, you know, whatever the circumstances you're trying uh. to create into this perfect world that is not the real world. And it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. And I said, I just want every time I think of, okay, just surrendering and trusting that I'm, I'm just showing up for today for this moment and being present here and just allowing that to be not a scary thing, not a feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm just releasing this moment and releasing the outcome. I'm just showing up faithfully to the moment and releasing the outcome, but it's, this is a beautiful surrender. I love that picture. And I love that when you said, you know, we we have clenched hands and fists and stuff. God wants to take our hand on this journey and you can't hold his hand if your hands are clenched. So you've got to just, and, and that's just, I'm such a visual person. So just, you know, opening your hands and just, you know, giving it to him. And it's, it's, it, it can be scary because you're, you know, you kind of step out into the unknown and, you know, a, a lot of fear might, you know, encroach, encroach into your space and you're like, no, back off. But when we do that, and when we allow him into that space, it just the peace that passes all understanding 
just floods. And I, I've had a couple of experiences. So um, it's, it's real. It's real when we do actively surrender that beautiful surrender. I love that um, to him and take his hand. So that's so encouraging. So I have a curious question because as you kind of dove, you know, feet forward into the art world, how did you fill the gap of the business piece? So as you know, an entrepreneur who's growing a business, because I think too, there are people who have these desires, but say, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do the other pieces of it. I'm just curious, how did you, what did you have to do to really say, okay, I want to turn this into a business? I don't think I ever said I want to turn this into a business. I think it just happened and happened. And, and I look back now and I'm like, Lord, what just happened? Um, but when the first book came out and, you know, it kind of blew up the 1500 copies flew out the door, we got 5,000 more and those flew out the door. And, um, and there were so many stories that, um, came from angels in our midst. And so, and, and plus during that year, um, there's a great book out there, same kind of different as me. It's about an international art dealer and a homeless man. And Ron Hall, the art dealer, um, we, he's, we became really close friends. I read the book, I painted a paint, this is 15 plus years ago. I painted a painting for him. I get a phone call, um, Ron Hall, we, we're on the phone for hours. We met like a couple of months later, I did a, a, an original painting for um, a homeless shelter in Knoxville, Tennessee. We did a big fundraiser. And anyway, so our lives kind of just collided. And I was with Ron and I was like, Ron, what was the latest painting you sold and how much did you sell it for? And he said, well, it was so big. It was a Remington and I sold it for seven and a half million dollars. And I look and my husband was with me and I'm like, oh my gosh, we oh could gosh. change the world with that. And my husband just kind of commented, he said, honey, that artist is deceased. I'd like you to stick around. And, um, <laughs> and so Ron and I, you know, fast forward a couple of months later, we're at this art show. Art was selling for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And I'm like, and it was kind of shocking art. And I was like, I'm I'm trying to sell angels and, you know, make a difference in the world by giving back and um, one step at a time, one baby step at a time. But um, anyway, that was when I started my, I took a leap of faith, opened a gallery, you know, wanting to use art to give back. So it was just, it kind of just evolved and God put the people in my path to help and equip and run. And um, it's just kind of been an organic grassroots, you know, growth of a business. I never set, sought out to be a business person ever. Um, I am a creative. I love what I do. I love owning a gallery. I have an incredible staff and incredible team that are passionate about what they do and running that gallery that allows me my time to, you know, do the products, I have a great team that runs the product development side and marketing all that. And now I get a little few carved out moments to paint. So oh, what a freeing place though, to just take the next step, the next step and not worry. Yeah. Doesn't sound like you had any worry. It was just this, well, you'll I'm just going to do worry in my book, but <laughs> there's, some, 
a couple of hiccups, people quitting, having to having to fire people. That's really been hard for me That's hard. because I'm such a compassionate person and I just want everybody. That is the hardest thing, but truly staying true to, you know, our, our, our faith, our goals, our, you know, um, just the vision that we have and making sure that every one is in line with that. So it's been, it's been a journey. Been a journey, challenges and opportunities all just along the way in one nice, just mix. (laughs) Been great. God gets all the glory for everything. So yes, it's been fun. You need to come to the gallery and come to one of I would love to. I would love to. That would be such a treat. Yes, we'll have to make that happen. Okay, I want to ask another question because you said growing up, you wanted to be an artist. You just knew this was the seed planted in your heart. You wanted to be an artist. And over the course of years, this dream came to life. For someone who's listening right now, I mean, even maybe things, advice you might've given your children, right? Who are just trying to say, what is it that I want to do or love to do? Are there just any insights that you share with people who say they're in the process of discovering those gifts or talents or desires? I I mean, I know that as a little girl, that's what, and that's what I wanted. And, um, I know that we have dreams. Um, I've been telling my kids this, and I've got one that's kind of trying to figure out some job stuff. I said, what is it that your heart's desire wants to do? What go back to when you're a little child, you know, what would your dreams and, and capture that and take, take a leap of faith. I mean, you've got to take that step and step out into the unknown. You may fail, but if it's what God has called you to, he will pick you back up and put your feet back on that path. You may fail again, but he will pick. And so it goes back to that, um, that beautiful surrender, that trust, and, um, and just really, truly believing in what you feel you're called to do. Um, I just, you know, I really want to encourage I love that scripture that um, I know the plans that I have for you and those plans are to prosper you, give you hope and a future. I pray that over my children since they were, you know, itty bitty. And, um, you know, God, I, I think we're all, you know, we're all created in his image. He is the master creator. He is creative in so many ways. And, you know, dig deep. What is the desires of your heart when you can, um, when you can articulate and express those desires, he will give you those desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That used to be my, what's one of my favorite scriptures. Even that season where you said you just wanted to be a mom so badly. You wanted to be a mom and just sitting in that season and saying, this was a desire. This is a desire. Sit in this season and enjoy this season. And the right, the next season will come when the season's going to come. But delighting in that season as well is just really, really sweet to see. Not jumping out of the next thing, but this and and find being, being peace in that season. Yeah. Yes, um, you know, I'll never forget picking up toys and folding laundry, and you know, cooking dinner, and you know, finding peace and joy in those because I miss those days so much, and you know, they fly by, and you really yes. have got to not again, don't rely on the hurry up spirit, you know, be in the moment allow the Holy spirit to just 
bring you that peace. Um, so such a good reminder. I'm going to take that one today and put it in my back pocket, yeah. not having the hurry up spirit. Yeah. I think it's one that's very easy to have. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> in today's world when the, you know, everything is, you know, just swirling around us. The noise is loud and the noise is loud in our minds and also in our homes, yeah. especially when there's all boys yeah. just <laughs> rowdy as ever. You can never pick up enough toys. I see sometimes it just feels like that, that whack-a-mole game. It's like, right when you get one thing, the I next know. thing happens. The next thing happens. Like you just can't get it together. Can't stop. Uh, love it. <laughs> oh, that's such an encouragement though. Well, this has been such a great conversation, so encouraging and so enlightening. And I would, I would love for you just to kind of end with sharing what does success look like to you as you have found it in so many unique small moments and big moments and would love just to hear your take on that? Gosh, I think success um, is going to look different from a lot of people. Um, I think some people think it's, you know, how much money you have it, or how many likes you have on Instagram. I, you know, I think success for me is just finding that contentment in my, in, in my rock and my faith. And, um, and being able to use this platform that I have to minister to other people. Um, I'm not out there in an arena speaking to, you know, thousands, millions of people, but the people that come into my studio and pour out their heart um, to me that I mean, that's knowing that I've done what God has called me to do. And to me, that's, it's, and it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not, it's not big and it's not a big fanfare and it's not all about the money. I would like to give back a lot more um, and continue to do that. And I had a friend that said, you give away everything. How do you make a dime? <laughs> but <laughs> to me, to me, that is success. And, um, and my faith is so important to me, having, you know, my feet rooted and grounded in God's word and his truth and his promises, um, even, even when I'm walking in a season of darkness and, you know, the muddy pit and, um, and we, you know, I've, you'll read about it in the book, you know, it's not all perfect. It's not all glitz and glamour, but to have those um, promises and his truth um, and opening my hand and being able to cling to him, that to me is success. Um, knowing that he is going to do immeasurably more than I could ever ask or imagine. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 talk about this a lot when I do my speaking and I'm guilty of this. I mean, you know, you compare, you know, well, why in my business like this or why in my gallery, you know, why am I not, how, how come my numbers aren't like this? And comparison is the thief of joy. And I really I remind myself every day, it's not about them. It's not about that. It's about where God has me and what I am doing. So to keep my eyes fixed and focused on the author and the finisher of my faith. Oh, yes. Yes. And amen. Before you share where people can find you, I want anyone who's listening to just be encouraged by what Angie shared and really thinking about the platform that you have in front of you, whether that's the dinner table that you're sitting at, mm -hmm. the coffee shop that you're going to today 
the conversation with a friend, the corporate boardroom that you're sitting in, whatever that platform is, be just fully in that place. That place is a place where amazing things can happen and he can use that platform. It doesn't need to be millions of people. It's the one person who is in front of you today, right now, in this place, in this season. And that that is a platform and there is abundantly beyond anything that you can ask or think that can happen in that one moment, that one person in that one place. So this has been so great. Tell us where we can find you and all about the book that's coming out. So I want everyone to get a, a good glimpse on all the details. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, um, first of all, if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, come visit us. Um, I do have a beautiful, beautiful gallery Anne Nielsen fine art. Um, and then we've got Ann Nielsen home, which has all of our home products, um, from scripture cards to note cards to, you know, just everything we're coming out with a lot of fun new things for this year. And then the book, The Brushstrokes of Life can be found um, anywhere books are sold. And so we're very excited to share. And then I just, this is so exciting. This is just so God. Um, In a year, well, it'll be a year from October, we will have two Bibles that will be, all the angels will be in the Bibles. It'll be the NSRB version and the Amplified Bible. And that is kind of my legacy piece. Then I might, oh, beautiful. I might retire. I don't know. (laughs) Um, It'll be another one day at a time. It'll be another season. That's Um, right. The beginning. beginning. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. But anyways, so yeah, so we do, um, we, we just love, we love our customers. We love our collectors and I'm, yeah, I've got a beautiful studio right next to the gallery. Come sit with me, have a cup of coffee. I would love to hear your story because I know that God is bringing beauty and purpose to your story. Thanks for listening in to another episode on the Tried and Truth Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do so. Would not want you to miss out on any of the upcoming conversations still to come. And if you've got 30 seconds today, I would truly treasure your review, your feedback, your words. They mean the world to me. So you can click on the show on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom, you can see stars, or tap on the icon to write a review. Thanks so much, and I will not leave you without today's truths and takeaways in case you missed any of them in today's conversation. Number one, drown out the doubts and the naysayers in your life. Number two, don't rely on the hurry up spirit, but rely instead on the Holy Spirit. Number three, take one step at a time. And when it's time to take that leap of faith into the unknown, don't be afraid. I love what Anne shares. She says, you may fail, but if it's what God has called you to, he will pick you back up and put your feet back on that path. And you may fail again, but he will pick you back up again. Number four, sit in this season. Enjoy this season. The next season's gonna come when the next season's gonna come. Number five, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't let it steal yours. And lastly, number six, God is bringing beauty and purpose to your story. Thanks for tuning in and until next time.